0: What? <laughs> me
1: com. it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Macyolik here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Karen Greenwald, and Mark Miller, announcing show number 28. We promise not to mention monkeys once on this show. <laughs> yeah, Mondays is produced by WAP Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com and now the man who can't understand why anyone would want to vote for this crappy show at (coughs) podcastawards.com Carl Franklin
2: thank you thank you thank you yes it is show number 28 this time and I gave Jeff some shit, uh, you know, because I actually did the edit last week. Jeff started, like, the first 12 minutes of the edit, and then I finished it. Yeah. So I was the guy who put the description up on the website, and uh, I gave Jeff some shit for not knowing the, yeah. you know, for saying the wrong it, number.
1: There was some stuff that went on uh, behind the scenes before the show when I announced it as being show 27, and I'd just like to, you know, play a little clip here. Hang on one sec. Is it actually 27? It's actually 28. Are you sure? And that's, uh, that was the <laughs> beginning of last week's show. <laughs> It's Richard's fault. Not edited. Oh, you made that up, man. That's a
3: fabrication. You sound guys are always screwing with the audio track. You just made that crap out. It's like a Photoshop of a recording. Uh, I don't think
4: that's a problem, Richard. I think you're totally missing the point. I think the problem is, is that Jeff is f***ed up again at show 29. <laughs> Jeff, yes. What do you have to say for yourself, man? <laughs> uh, what the hell is wrong with you? You fucked up two times in a row. One thing
2: that the listeners might not know is that when we actually get together and like have conferences on the phone and we talk, this is what it sounds like. I mean, we're no <laughs> different in reality than we are on this damn show.
1: Yeah, it's it's really kind of raw. It's it's bleeding edge, raw,
4: unedited. Yeah. No medication applied raw. That's the kind of raw we're talking about.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, so so we were all chatting in IM. I think it was Mark and Richard and I. We were chatting in IM. We are working on some stuff. Um,
5: you never invite me to your IM parties, my friend.
2: Uh, you are IM disabled, baby. You're not even on IM. I you don't be. even know what IM means. All right. Well, anyway.
5: Intramural.
2: So, anyway, I thought oh, I'd make oh, a joke in <laughs> IM, and I said, <laughs> F***. God damn it, in all caps. And then, shit. And they're like, what? What? What, what is it, Carl? What? And I said, my PayPal account has been suspended. <laughs> so I thought, you know, a little joke. And Mark comes back with one word, phishing.
0: <laughs> and,
2: and Mark, I just want to, you know, I find a little disheartening that you think that your first thought was, oh, Carl obviously has no experience with these phishing emails from PayPal and eBay. <laughs> I think I'll explain it to him so that he doesn't so he can get familiar with this problem.
4: Yeah, that's right, Carl. Well, you know, normally when you tell a joke, I wait a little bit, and then you explain it, and that's my cue that you've just told a joke.
1: (laughs) So you didn't explain
4: it. I thought you were serious.
1: Yeah, I thought that was how I did jokes, you know. That's true. I tell the
2: joke, and then it's not funny, and then I have to explain it. Gee, Carl. You're making it even more not funny. Well, uh, Karen, how are you doing? You're smelling very alcoholish.
5: (laughs) I am. This is an unfair... (laughs) (laughs) That's unfair. That's unfair. It's only because I was on a ferry where other people were drinking and the ferry was unstable and so stuff got spilled on me. Wait, are
2: you talking about your ex-husband?
5: No, I wasn't on a ferry. I was on the ferry.
3: You said unstable ferry. That's where we resumed.
5: (laughs) I just...
2: You know, I've been waiting for an hour and a half to make that joke and now I'm
5: finally... (laughs)
4: And Richard's and it's after.
5: Very funny. Yeah, and
4: behind doing? the scenes, guys, the part you missed was Carl was going. That's my joke. Nobody take that. <laughs> no, that's, that's my a joke. joke. I'm to better that. not jump in with ferry. You better not.
5: <laughs> it's one I don't have to explain. Please let me take it. No. <laughs>
4: <Right.
5: laughs> oh man, I, I just show. went to Block Island and oh, cool. on a dinner. Yeah, we so we took the the five forty ferry over and we just took the ferry back. Which is you why went I'm to late.
4: Island? Isn't that like I, a went fuck to fuck island. <laughs> my I
5: rode my ferry all the way to island <laughs> it's a long wonderful journey yes no bit island a we wonderful journey. a No.
0: Black
2: Island. you we
5: had dinner and drinks, and apparently you're supposed to drink drinks. And apparently, a mudslide when you drink on block island a you when you a that yeah yeah frozen you yeah. know yep. good stuff that? Yeah, yeah, think mudslides. Yeah. consume my own weight of mudslides in jamaica
3: I think I'd consume my own weight in mudslides in jamaica.
4: So, you, so, Karen, you're trying to leave and the cops are like, uh, sorry, ma'am, you're going to have to uh, consume one of these drinks. <laughs>
5: <Yes>. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what happened. It was like Jamaica only had to drink it, not smoke it. Yeah. So we're in the restaurant and this guy, all of a sudden we hear this guy at the table next to us kind of screaming. And we think there are a couple of small children at his table. So we're thinking like clearly he's screaming at the small children. He's not. He's screaming at the waitress. Oh, he my was, God. He was like crazy screaming at her and she's like don't talk to me like that don't, wow. don't talk to me. and then she starts bawling and she runs off and then the manager comes over and the manager is a total ball breaker bitch and she's like don't fucking talk to her like that and it was this big oh. yeah it was like this whole big thing. And she's like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And so all the guys at my table are like, we're going to have to back her up. We're going to have to ask <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's
3: so the
2: hormones,
5: all yeah. except for my husband, who's job. like, please don't make me do that.
4: So did they finally bring him another fork?
5: <laughs> no, they finally, <laughs> i saw this episode
4: on sesame street it was like a fly in the soup thing
5: yeah and they Grover were all smoking pot on the couch and then they got really <laughs> mad because they had the munchies and no it was crazy so finally he leaves and the, and one of the guys i'm with stands up and starts applauding like as he leaves the restaurant so then the whole restaurant applauds as this asshole guy leaves so that was the big drama of the oh, evening that's wow. cool
4: asshole nice. gets come up and that
5: and we're at this sort of like kind of you know corporate businessy thing and we're all sitting there and we're with this guy who's the preppiest preppiest guy you've ever seen really pressed white shorts and a and a j crew belt that was one of those ties that's pink and orange yeah pressed so my husband, white shorts with white shorts oh yeah Man. and and a collared shirt with the sweater over it so lovely. My, my husband, lovely my husband looks at his um belt and he's like hey is that a pink and orange belt and the guy goes yeah my husband, my husband goes Isn't that kind of gay? (laughs) 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 Nice. Yeah. It's nice when I'm the one Uh, out of the couple who has to edit. When I'm the one who's like, no, honey, we have to be here. Karen's
2: the voice of reason. (laughs) I'm the
5: voice of reason (laughs) at the dinner. You know, it's a scary, scary thing. That was my big block. It was very, it's a really nice place. Have you ever been there to block? I have, yeah. I would imagine. Lots
2: of piano bar nights and drinking and. Yeah, oh. I've played out. So there is too. Block
1: Island just like completely waterlogged with alcohol? Because this is the only thing I'm really getting <laughs> is an impression from Block Island. That's what you
2: do when you go to Block Island. Yeah. You drink profusely.
5: I got off the ferry, went to the bar, drank, uh, ate, and went back on the ferry. That's all. It's wonderful. That's it. That was my night.
2: Well, let's, uh, you know, uh, I, I almost, we're running out of time, but I still want to know what you guys have been doing. Richard, uh, what have you been doing this last past week?
3: Well, not fishing. <laughs> I've been catching up work, and I've been barbecuing stuff. Ah. So, you know, it's all good. I've been uh, searing up some steaks and, you know, trying to stay out of trouble. Good. You know what happens when you're away for a week?
2: Not very funny, but good.
3: You know, you <laughs> get punished when you're away for a week. Yeah. Right? True. So that's what I've been doing all this week. I've been paying out my punishment. I've been answering 300 freaking emails. Right. And I've been doing all the work that I didn't do the week before. Finally, my inbox looks something like something other than an earthquake zone, so I'm happy.
2: Well, Mark, what have you been doing this last week?
4: Well, Carl, as you know, I haven't exactly been recovering well from our adventures from the previous week. It was pretty rough. So uh, I decided to join a local uh, MIME user group to uh, keep my uh, mind off of the uh, stress. Did you say MIME? M-I-M-E? MIME? Yes. Yes, I did, Carl. (laughs) What?
2: MIME? That's that encoding format for email, right?
4: Uh, no, we're mimes, Carl. White, pasty faces. No talking. <laughs> Blown backwards in the wind while walking forwards? Okay, right. Yeah. So, anyway, I figured the uh, quiet environment would help me recover from the post traumatic syndrome. Uh, anyway, last night, me and the other mimes were all hanging out, and I'm driving my imaginary car through the rain. Joe's pulling on the imaginary rope. <laughs> Bob is walking into the wind with the imaginary umbrella, and some guy I haven't met yet, strapped in an imaginary box. And it's all quiet, and we're focused. I'm one with the mime As that you know, Carl, hard. sometimes I have a little bit of trouble with tact.
2: Yeah, I know. No.
4: I get this radical idea, and I I just can't stop it. All of a sudden, I just blurt out. I say, F- "This shit." <laughs> So Joe drops his imaginary rope, Bob stows his umbrella, and the freaky guy manages to finally get his way out of the box. They're all so stunned nobody says a word, and that's not just because they're mimes, all right? (laughs) But it occurs to me, we're all working our f***ing mime asses off, man, and that's when I get this great idea. I start my own branch off user group for mimes, Mimes with Props. (laughs) now the mime pope in france got word of this he's a little bit pissed off so my stress (laughs) levels increased but i think we got something man (laughs) this pretending shit man i'm we're gonna go out with props we may even start talking soon i think
2: you're on to something here this is sort of breaking the mold
4: if you living on the edge yeah
2: it's controversial
4: that's what i'm saying man yeah all trying to recover from our adventure so jeff how you doing this week uh i'm doing okay
1: I uh, I had an interesting experience yesterday, or was it the day before? I don't know. <laughs> that that kind of happens to me a lot. <clears throat> anyway, uh, my week was pretty good. I went up to New York. Um, the phone company and electric company stopped screwing with me. I've got phone service and power, and I borrowed my girlfriend's dad's van to bring a queen-size bed up because, you know, I can't strap a queen-size bed to the top of or stuff inside of my Toyota Corolla. Yes, we heard that. Um, or a Jetta. <laughs> yeah, or a Jetta. It doesn't work so well. Um, and this, it is different from the sofa. Right. Uh, and, you know, everything goes well. I bring the bed up. but It takes a little effort. I assemble it. Of course, it's missing a peg. No big deal. I'll go back to Ikea and pick up a peg. I get back home. I start unloading crap from that van into my car. I go into my girlfriend's house, and I watch a movie with her dad and her. And it's great. We watch this creepy movie, which incidentally is uh, kind of special for me it's white noise which is a movie about weird shit that happens in the uh digital audio recording world Mm. yes and i spend a lot of time late at night in the office here doing digital editing but you know what it's a freaking horror movie i don't think dead people are going to start talking to me from inside mondays
2: they're going to be going electron erosion (laughs)
1: um so all's well and good and then i go back out to my car and in the in shifty's tree this shifty's my girlfriend there are some raccoons i'm like oh hey it's the raccoons cool there are raccoons that live there i go out to my car the doors open i just watched like a two-hour movie my car doors open i'm like oh damn i hope nobody stole my laptop i look in the car laptop's fine There's a lot of crap on my seat like leaves and dirt and stuff i didn't remember leaving there and Shifty comes comes out and looks in the back of the car and starts to yell at me for squishing her pop tarts. Like, why did you put something heavy on top of my pop? To huh? Why a did you in the back? Why did you <gasps> eat all of my trail mix? Uh, uh-huh. Basically, the pop tarts weren't squished by me putting something heavy on there. Squished by a fat raccoon ass. <laughs> So these <laughs> raccoons got into my car and ate all of Shifty's food for out in the woods for the next 10 days. And they sat on the Pop-Tarts. And they sat on the Pop-Tarts and flattened them. It was great. They also pissed on some of my clothes that were sitting in the back of the car. <laughs> Bastards. dirty. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I know the story was long, but it was worth it for It raccoons. came down to raccoon piss. Yeah, raccoon piss and, and, and ass.
4: And that's funny.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, raccoons in your car are funny.
4: You got a lot of fat raccoons over there in uh, New London?
2: <laughs> I don't know. No comment. Well, now it's time for a little segment we like to call The Week in Geek. This is where I, Carl Franklin, find some interesting geeky and freaky news items and embellish them just a little bit for your listening pleasure. Story number one, a three-day security-themed geek convention Appropriately named What the Hack convened last week in the Netherlands. Three thousand plus nerds flocked to workshops with titles like Fun and Mayhem with RFID, Reverse Engineering Microsoft net <laughs> I swear to God, and Symbian Security.
4: <laughs> Security. S- what'd you say? Uh
2: my engineering Microsoft net and Symbian Security.
4: Oh, great, Carl. Now the f***ing monkeys are going to learn the ins and out of our security technology. Uh, like the next thing you know, they'll be slicing off our fingertips to use in biometric ID locks on the doors, y- no. protecting our <laughs> nuclear power plants. No, Mark,
2: it's, I mean, then
4: where will we be? A bunch of f- Good monkeys no, running Mark. amok in a nuke plant, no, pulling Mark. levers, diapers at the reactors. No. My bill's going way up, I know it, man. No, no Mark. believe no. this, no, man. no, Mark, Mark, Shattering Mark. Pyrex jars full of a radioactive goo on the concrete walls. Mark.
2: <laughs> Mark, I'm telling you, it's not- You want to s- say something, Carl? It's not Simian security, it's Symbian, as in Symbian operating system. You can read the abstract at shrinkster.com 719 if you don't believe me, man.
4: Oh. Okay, then. Never mind.
2: Story number two. (laughs) AT&T. And Mark, you really ought to see someone about your post-traumatic stress disorder. Story number two. AT&T internet service fails in five states. Yeah, from the Associated Press. Subscribers to AT&T Corp's DSL internet service in five western states lost their connections for several hours last Thursday after the telecommunications company experienced a problem with equipment that routes data over its network. The service went down about 6 a.m. PDT, and about 50% of customers were restored by Thursday evening, said AT&T spokesman Andy Backover. The company estimates that during the break-in service, approximately $11.2 million were saved in pirated movie transfers.
3: Yeah, okay.
4: Okay. What does that mean? Hold on. He's going to explain it soon. Then we know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for the explanation. Okay. (laughs) It was funny. (laughs) I'm hanging there. That was horrible. Story number three.
1: (laughs) See, I'm not going to laugh at the joke. I'm laughing at nobody laughing at the joke. (laughs) You.
2: (laughs) Story number three. Emergency alerts via cell phone from the Medill News Service. Emergency alerts may soon be delivered by more than just your television set or old fashioned radio. The federal government is considering alerting you via text message should a possible natural disaster or terrorist attack directly affect your area. The Senate Subcommittee on Disaster Prevention and Prediction funded a $1.2 billion simulation drill last week in which text messages with specific instructions were sent to 5 million cell phone subscribers in a test to determine the effectiveness of such a program. The results were mixed. 20% of cell phone users followed the instructions, Another 22% received the message but failed to follow the instructions. And the remaining 58% had their phones set on vibrate.
4: (laughs) That's not bad. I could tell that was a joke. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And finally, story number four. Microsoft wipes Apple off the face of the earth. Microsoft released a beta of its Virtual Earth website, a geographic imaging site obviously meant to compete with Google Maps. When you type in the address of Apple Computers corporate headquarters in Cupertino, California, however, all you see is an empty lot. If you go to shrinkster.com slash 71c, you can see a picture of the property taken from Virtual Earth. (laughs) That's true. That's
4: an actual picture. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, they actually, they actually are on infinite
2: loop.
4: And it's only right turns are allowed on that street, right?
2: You go down the road and turn right. The Associated Free Press reported Thursday that Microsoft officials told them the software was in beta and that they weren't singling Apple out for any reason. It's just that they were using images from many sources spanning many years. We went looking at a few other well-known places to see what they looked like in Virtual Earth, we found an old picture of New London up at com slash 71 F.
1: What's F as in Franklin? As in Franklin. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lighthouse,
3: a house, and a pool.
2: Yeah, that's an, that's a, what it looked like in virtual earth. Yep. Yeah. Of course, that's not an up-to-date photo either. For a more current picture, go to com slash 71G.
1: That's Gia's and Gregory. Eh.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So that's where you guys live. The Pfizer shop. (laughs)
1: That's that's nice.
3: Very nice.
2: Yeah, we found the Enron building and took a screen capture at shrinkster.com 71E. For some reason, I'm typing (laughs)
0: slowly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's an old photo of the Enron building.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're not even going to explain that one, are we?
3: No, you got to go look.
2: And the US Capitol Building. We found that one too. That can be seen at com 71D as in David.
3: Ah. Ah, very nice.
4: I like that. Ladder. So do yep. we need to explain this for uh <laughs> No, anybody I who don't can't think type so. in numbers at shrinker. I don't think so. All right, fine. Huh. <laughs> Well, you know, Carl, I found some interesting photos with Virtual Earth this week, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually found a pretty good picture of the White House. It's com slash 71H. H is in hotel. H is in come sleep at the White House.
2: Yep, that's the White House.
4: Yep, right there. What's even more interesting is if you've got Virtual Earth up, you can move the mouse wheel to actually zoom into the window. And uh, I was able to see a picture of people talking inside. Unbelievable. It's at shrinkster.com. I took a screenshot. 71I. 71I. This shows you. You can actually see people inside. And it looks like, I think the guy on the left is a famous, almost bald guy. (laughs) So maybe previous president or something like that. And, and... As a service to our listeners, I had this last photo optically enhanced. You see that little white field in the lower right-hand corner that looks like something leaning up against the president's desk? You see that right down there? Yep. Yeah. If you go to shrinkster.com slash 71J, as in jam, you <laughs> can see... What is that? <laughs> Holy crap. This is big, Mark. Richard Nixon. It goes all the way back to him. <laughs> yeah, these are old, old satellite photos.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: but it's it's amazing the technology they had back then. Well, that I think ex- this is his. What is the, this? Is his dog Betsy or something like that? He had a <laughs> reading the <dog>. paper. <laughs> oh, wait and a minute! That, that doesn't look like a dog. The week in geek.
2: <laughs> I got nothing, folks.
3: Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. I got a news story for you. All right. Shrinkster.com slash seventy-one. M is in Mike. The Chicago Tribune. OJ Simpson ordered to pay in a direct TV case. He got caught stealing direct TV. That was (laughs) $45,0. He says he did nothing wrong. The glove doesn't fit.
4: Yeah, he's probably saying, like, you know, that was a bunch of spice TV and porn stuff. That's not me, man. It wasn't me. <laughs> Jeez, man. I you know, I thought he was innocent, but now that I see this story, I'm beginning to wonder. If he could steal satellite TV, he might have been able to do that other stuff. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Karen, it's your turn. Are you ready for girl?
5: Sure. Girl. girl.
4: It's
2: time for girl.
4: Girl. Girl. Carol. You know, whenever I hear this music, I'm always knee-jerk reaction. Oh, Gotta break out the prophylactic man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're All right. Rooting Karen. around for a Trojan. I'm like, quick, get the. Oh, wait, it's just Karen segment.
5: Okay. <laughs> Are you still in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just my segment. Um, before I actually started, I I just wanted to share a story because it's, you know end of july and it's swimming season mm-hmm. so i and i've been swimming all week and wanted to share my favorite swimming story swimming naked story ah which, ah. which you might think that you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, know. no, I don't know. It's another story. <laughs> you
4: oh, really? it's the one we know.
5: <laughs> you don't need to tell us. <laughs> we were there. But no, I'm talking about something entirely different. This is and another
4: th- time when you were naked, <laughs> when we weren't there. Okay. <laughs> I, I,
5: I almost never swim with clothes on. That's actually the key to this whole story. But so anyway. Really? I find it, yeah, and I have a pool in my backyard simply for that reason. But uh, because I've been arrested one too many times, it's really awkward. No, (laughs) but this this happened years ago. So I was guys.
2: This has nothing to do with the spy camera that I told you about.
5: (laughs)
4: This has nothing to do with the way the fact that Karen got hired on the show. No, No, No. nothing.
5: nothing. (laughs) No, Uh, this was I was like twenty two. I mean, this story happened, but it ba- bears repeating simply because swimming naked always does. Of course. So I'm, I'm on Horse Neck Beach in Duxbury, Mass., and I'm swimming with my friend, and we're like, oh, I hate wearing bathing suits when we're swimming. I hate it. I hate it. And she goes, let's just take them off. We're out in the ocean swimming around, blah, blah, blah. She's like, let's just take them off, and we'll put them under a rock. And I say, <laughs> okay, because... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because okay. that's where they go, she's right? She's
5: getting her doctorate in science. I think she's not going to steer me wrong, right? Like she, yeah, must, she must know that we'll be able to retrieve the bathing suits.
4: Well, sure, I got to write this down. I think I can finally get that job in the porn industry, man.
5: <laughs> Just, <laughs> we'll find the this bathing is great suits. Great material. So we take off our bathing suits and we put them under a rock. And needless to say, twenty minutes later, we come back. We can't find our bathing suits. The tide's have taken them away. There's no, and this is a. Very horse <laughs> neck beach is a crowded beach. There's families picnicking, people everywhere, and we are naked in the in naked, the water. Naked, 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 <laughs> naked. So we have one more friend back at the blanket. So we're like, shit. So we sa- we kind of start waving. We're like, hey, help us! And she's <laughs> waving back. Hi guys. <laughs> Hello. I hope hey,
4: you're having fun. I'm not much. coming near you <laughs> naked freaks.
5: So I don't know if you know anything about Duxbury, Mass. In the freaking even in the middle of the summer, not a warm place. No, we're. Freezing, freezing, freezing in the middle of this water. So finally, I kind and you're of naked. and I'm naked. Not that a bathing suit keeps you all that warm, but honestly, I'm like about to lose appendages. And so I'm like, I swim over a little bit. And like I wave to my friend, she still doesn't get it. So I kind of stand up quickly to show her what the situation is, and then go back down in the water quickly. And she's like, "Oh, oh dear, oh my!" So she comes over with the blanket, right? So I'm like swimming as as close to the ground as possible till I get to the beach. Till I get to the beach, right? And and kids have started to gather, right? And they're watching the scene. Parents are waving. (laughs) <laughs> well because I was waving i 'm not waving now now i'm trying to like blend in with the sand turtles parents <laughs> are trying to take their children away from this scene because they have no idea what's going on so anyway i I see that she's there with the blanket I jump up to to get into the blanket. But, of course, what else happens in Duxbury, Mass? Huge waves. Knocks me down on the on the. – I'm flapping like a fish on the ocean. I'm, like, totally naked. And so, finally, my friend doesn't know what to do. She just throws this blanket over me. So now, <laughs> so, now I'm, like, naked, flapping around on the beach with the blanket thrown over me. I finally, you know, get myself together and run to the car because by this time, you know, newspapers are showing up. It was horrible. So,
0: my friend –
5: She's like, well, you know what? F that. I'm not going to look like a big, ridiculous fish like Karen did. So I'm just going to walk straight out of the water with dignity. (laughs) So she walks.
3: And no clothes. No
5: no clothes. She walks right out of the water. But the historical thing is, she comes out buck naked in water shoes. The only thing she had
0: (laughs) were water shoes.
5: (laughs) And she got to the car, and that's the end of the story. But I just had to. Just cracks me up, that particular story about the fish. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about this week. Okay. This week. I went on the—I did a little research um, to figure out—I know that this, of course, doesn't apply to Jeff, but there's a lot of information about there about, you know, why very intelligent men fail with women— Tips for geeks and dating, but as Jeff constantly tells us, he's getting plenty of ass, so don't you worry about Jeff, okay? I'm not, this is not about you, Jeff. You are, does not apply.
4: He just hasn't specified that it's his own ass he's getting. Hey man,
1: flexibility
4: is an important skill.
5: That would be a beautiful thing. <clears throat> he could really be a hermit then. He could live out his dream. No, but there is something called the genius failure paradox. I don't know if you knew about this, but it's it's basically
2: Know it. We live it. What do you mean, <laughs> really?
0: We are it. Sweet
2: Carl.
5: Everyday. <laughs> the that genius awesome. failure. So so here so you guys you get it. They're smart men, they're failing with women, and there's one way around it. You could possibly get away with selling yourself as a brooding genius who's ever so misunderstood, but once she figures out that she's never going to unslump you, she's out of there. <laughs> So, the things you have to work on, and I've done a lot of research on this the things that white intelligent men fail with women are social skills. Apparently, they lack them. them. Right. (laughs)
4: What are you fucking saying, bitch? And here's the problem,
5: Charmer. Here's the problem. They're not social theories. It's not social information. It's not social uh, hypotheses. They're social skills. You just have to do them and acquire them. So that, if, that's one step to getting there.
4: <laughs> Does she realize she's insulting our entire audience?
5: <laughs> no.
4: I mean, come on. We got, we're supposed to set high but achievable goals, Karen. <laughs> achievable. Okay.
5: Break it down to achievable, and really all that means is shower. So
2: <laughs> I could do that. That we can do. Yeah. So,
5: the what other for? problem apparently is that smart men often take an informational approach. And start logical conversations, and nothing turns a woman off like a logical conversation.
1: <laughs> I guess I've been dating the wrong kind of women, then.
5: But, there you go. But we all know you're dating. Doesn't women, apply to Jeff. you.
2: Doesn't apply to
1: you. <laughs> yeah, go back in the sound room. not about
5: you. Everybody loves Jeff. Everyone wants a piece of Jeff's ass. We all know that. Jeff is um, the last
4: stop on the lesbian highway, man. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently people are putting out on the last stop. C- so. Girls
4: are like, I mean, okay. it's the last time. You know, this is all right. Now or never. <laughs> Man, I, I think yeah. i'm gonna be a lesbian let me try one more guy i'll pick <laughs> jeff yeah <laughs> i'll give the male species one more chance it'll be jeff
5: that is a good point though that that must be a pretty rocking good time if it's your absolute last one
4: okay yeah, well
5: <laughs> yeah well not so rocking and here's the other thing yeah apparently brooding doesn't go over so well with the ladies um other things listed were blind blind and arrogant and always needing to be the expert on things i don't know if that sounds familiar to you at Mm. all
4: well Mm. i am a little bit intimidated by you being the expert on this karen (laughs) (laughs) kind of pissing me off a little bit
5: apparently when you when people say something and you roll your eyes not so appealing um <laughs> also grunts, not so great. Uh, and one thing that apparently is the big reason why very intelligent men fail with women, um, they correct them when they say things. That's that's the information that I got. So here's the thing. If someone actually gives you a phone number and they say something like it's one eight oh four and you respond by saying, actually it's um one eight zero four. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, is the letter number son and the number is zero. Pretty much you can guarantee that that number's going to be rescinded, guys. <laughs> Pretty much. Correcting people doesn't make you right. It just makes you an ass. <laughs>
4: and that's all I have to say. All right, now I definitely need therapy, man. Actually, I think it makes you an asshole, Karen.
5: <gasps> Actually, that's right. A big, fat, hairy asshole. You're right. You're right.
1: See? It makes you right and an asshole.
4: <laughs> Let's hear it for girl. Girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: I'm like no, she just insulted us. We don't want to hear. Yeah, her.
4: I was going to request a recess, a court ordered recess, from uh, so we can all recover for a minute. Uh, didn't she just she just recounted like forty years of how I fucked up in my life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, man.
3: Oh man,
2: that she's not on but to us, important man. To
4: differentiate between you know letters and numbers. These things are important.
2: And now it's time for another episode of Adventures of the Anti-Monkey Brigade. In last week's episode, our heroes, Mark Miller and Carl Franklin, had just completed an intense day of basic monkey training and were strapping themselves into the belly of a C-130, heading to an unknown location to do battle with the Monkey Menace. Approaching drop
6: zone. All right, men. Listen up. In one minute, we will parachute deep into enemy monkey territory. Tomorrow, we'll journey northeast to the Yangdong River. We will meet up with Alpha Squad to provide backup and logistics support to this elite group of special ops monkey killers.
2: And Delta Squad, let me just Uh, say that... I couldn't help but notice that we seem to be short one parachute. God damn it, Franklin! Can't you
6: see that I'm right in the middle of a motivational speech?
2: Golly, and what a fine motivational speech it was, Sarge! Shut up, Pyle! Sure thing, Sarge! Uh, Sarge? What is it now, Pyle? My name is Homer
6: Pilet! It's French, Sarge! Oh, shut up, Pyle! Now, Franklin! Maybe you can tell us what compels you to interrupt the best goddamn motivational speech since Ronald Reagan told his teammates to go win one for the Gipper. Sergeant,
4: may I make a statement? All right, Miller, go ahead. Reagan was a monkey lover. What? It's true, Sergeant. In the movie Bedtime for Bonzo, Ronald Reagan is all but an on-screen monkey humper.
2: God Look, damn. can we talk about the parachute thing? I was just noticing that everyone else is wearing one. and A monkey lover! And it it just occurred to me that we might all be jumping out of this plane. And so I was thinking it might be a good idea for all of us, as in including me, to be wearing parachutes. Pow! Yes, Sergeant? Give Franklin your backup chute! Yes, yes, Sergeant. Backup? Isn't a backup parachute like really small and only for emergency use? Shut up, Franklin! I'm motivating! Now,
6: where was I? Ah, yes. And Delta Squad, let me just say this. With the exception of Private Carl Monkey Nut Roller Franklin, you are without a doubt the finest bunch of monkey killers I've ever had the pleasure of taking into battle. But this isn't basic training anymore. You can't go running home to your mama's This is the real deal! 30
2: seconds to drop.
6: All right, men, you heard it. Grab your gear. Miller, open that door. Franklin, get that backup chute tied on. Let's move, Delta Squad. It's time to kill some monkeys. Go, 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 go. Franklin, what the hell is that? A bull nut? Uh, yes, Sergeant. God damn it, Franklin. What are you, some kind of freaking monkey-loving mama's boy? Soldiers in the Anti-Monkey Brigade do not tie bow knots!
2: Leaving the drop perimeter. Well, I can do a bowline, or a square knot, or a tuck double overhand, There's or... no time for that, Franklin! Your penny
6: waist bow knot will have to do! Let's go, go, go! Ah!
2: Ah! 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 Ah, I'm falling! Ah! Oh. Oh, my parachute! Jesus, where's the cord? I fell into the dark of night. Within seconds, the C-130 that carried us here was gone. I had come for a story on monkey-hating madmen. And in this moment, I realized that my ass was quickly becoming part of the story. I pulled on the ripcord and said a quiet prayer.
0: Holy Jesus!
2: Yes! Yes, my chute has expanded, yeah! All right, boy, that was close. Whew! Okay, I should get back to the story. This is uh, Carl Franklin, and I'm parachuting into an unspecified area of Southeast Asia. It's dark, but in the moonlight, I can see a river off in the distance. We dropped low, and and I can see, uh, yeah, I can see the ground, it's fast approaching. I'm able to make out details, bushes, trees. Wow, it looks like there's a giant tree directly below me. It's coming up fast. Oh wow, is it beautiful. The branches are all knotted and solid. I've never seen anything so- Ah! Oh! Ow! That one hurt. Jesus. Oh, mother. Oh, okay. While I lay on the jungle floor, Wondering if I would be able to find an attorney in this godforsaken place. I saw Miller dropping gently in his full-sized parachute and landing in a clearing to my right.
4: Carl, are you okay? Actually, I think I have a tree up my ass. That's good. Keep that positive mental attitude. And don't you worry, Carl. We'll be killing monkeys soon enough.
2: Sarge told us to get some rest, for we'd be making our way to the river first thing in the morning. I closed my eyes, and a deep slumber passed over my body. And while I dreamt of monkeys wearing diapers and driving tanks... I couldn't help but wonder if the Anti-Monkey Brigade had somehow misread the data. Were the monkeys really on the verge of a full-scale takeover? Or was it something else? Maybe they just wanted to share in the beauty of our world and join hands with mankind, singing that song with Michael Jackson. It was morning. Call it fate or just bad luck, but Sarge asked Miller to carry the pneumatically balanced strap-on 30mm Gatling gun, and I got stuck with a lousy radio in the Kermit, also known as the Kellogg Infrared Motion Tracker. The Kermit is one of the latest in high-tech military devices that comes down from Anti-Monkey Command Central. It shows moving heat blobs in the immediate area and can spot moving targets up to 35 meters. If the monkeys did attack, I suppose I could uh, hit them over the head with all this high-tech equipment and then run like a little girl. Franklin, do you read me? Where's my radio? Right
6: here, Sergeant. That thing better be on, Franklin. Alpha Squad is scheduled to check in any minute. Oh, right. Sarge! What is it, Pyle? Oh, Sarge, my name is Homer Pile. It's French. Shut up, Pyle. I know how to pronounce your name. Why are you here? To kill monkeys, Sarge! Oh, Pyle, why are you here? Oh, sorry, Sarge. Kowalski found warm coals, banana peels, and diapers at an abandoned camp north of here. Monkeys? That's what we thought.
4: Warm coals? How could monkeys know the secret of making fire? Never underestimate a primate hungry for power. But that's impossible. Monkeys can't... Calm
6: down, men. Calm down. Big Bird calling Super Grover.
2: Carl, I'm on it.
6: Big Bird calling Super Grover. Come in, Super Grover. Uh, Big
2: Bird, this is Super Grover. We read you loud and clear. Over.
6: Right, Super Grover. We have just acquired a new target of opportunity. Repeat, a new target of opportunity. We are in a stealth pursuit of a small group of enemy monkeys. We believe the enemy may lead us to their secret monkey base. Rendezvous at the nest will be postponed until 1700 hours. Repeat. Rendezvous is now
2: at 1700 hours. Uh, roger that, big bird. We will rendezvous at 1700 hours, over and out.
6: Looks like we got time
2: to kill. Men, we're moving out. Let's go check out the camp Kowalski found. We anxiously grabbed our gear and hiked through dense jungle underbrush. I took up the rear. After ten minutes of getting thick jungle leaves slapped in my face, Delta Squad arrived at the abandoned camp.
6: Watch your step, men. Murphy, I want you on lookout. Here, let me know if you see any signs of the monkey menace. Yes, Sergeant. Something doesn't smell right. Oh, sorry, Sarge. Sarge, look. Down there. What is it? Delta! Men... I believe we're now in possession of the enemy's war plan.
2: Okay, I'm going to stop the playback right there, because I wanted to show the listeners what we found.
4: That's right, Carl. That enemy campsite that Kowalski found turned out to be a source of several tantalizing clues. But before we show the listeners these clues, I want to first give them a little bit of background and, and some more evidence that supports you know, some of the theories that brought us here. Some evidence that you found on the internet, perhaps? Well, yes, exactly. Uh, if you go to what, what's the, what's the URL of that video, Carl? It would what's be Shrinkster? uh, shrinkster.com
2: dot com slash seven one two.
4: All right, seven one two. You go to seven one two on Shrinkster. You're going to see uh, uh, a. Uh, I'll just let you get there and take a look. You can stop at the playback here and then play again once you've seen it. It's obviously a training video. Yeah, it's a training video, and what's remarkable about it is that uh, it's a human being that is essentially. Uh, uh you know i i I hate to use the harsh words he's clearly a monkey lover and uh he's uh, <laughs> he's trained this chimp to uh to uh fight in karate and the chimp is a black belt <laughs> all right and we all know you train one chimp you've trained them all that's gonna be spreading <laughs> all right so anyway let's... so now let's go over into uh shrinkster slash seventy one k Seventy-one K K is in. We need to kill these fucking monkeys before they take over our world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you'll see uh, some text that's actually taken from an upcoming uh, coffee table book I'm writing entitled "The Monkeys Are Here and They're Going to Kill Us Now." This is from chapter three. <laughs> know your monkey enemy.
2: Find that right next to the Martha Stewart Living book on your coffee table.
4: That's right, man. You can put this one on top of the Martha Stewart Living. And uh, up at the top there, we got a picture of a monkey carrying a human being in a cage. That's just the way they'd have it if they were in charge. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> a little bit lower, we actually have uh, in the know the enemy section. There's the uh, the to do list that uh, that we found <laughs> yeah. uh, at the abandoned monkey training camp. <laughs> um, now.
1: What'd you say, Jeff? I said I guess they're not hooked on phonics, but you know. Y- well, yeah. this is
4: clearly Excellent. in some kind of code. Oh, well. have got our. <laughs> I don't know. I can sort of to make up. It is pretty. Anti monkey scientists are working around the clock to break this code. Monkeys are clearly not only have they mastered writing, but they've mastered unbreakable code so far. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. A little lower there. You're going to see another screenshot. Or this is a. This is actually not a screenshot. This is a direct digital. Uh, uh, transfer from a camera we found abandoned there at the site. That's the monkeys, right. not only can they take f-ing pictures and compose them relatively well, the guy on the right is a little <laughs> bit cropped, but check out what else is going on. Again, more proof of rudimentary writing skills, right? Uh, also, advanced martial arts training techniques. Where do they get those f-ing uniforms, man? And... <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, I think a lot of people will notice the aesthetically pleasing use of a limited color palette in their foam core board mock-ups. <laughs>
2: you know, Mondays has now clearly gone way beyond podcast and is now reaching into, you know, uh, anti-terrorism community service here. I mean, this is really important stuff.
4: If we don't do this, Carl, people are not going to know they're, they're, they're going to be oblivious and we'll be speaking monkey by next year. Yeah. Okay and uh, so anyway you can go down and look at some of the uh the more proof down there of uh monkeys one of my favorite parts is the uh, political monkey business section showing the the, the strong connections oh. and, the, and the influence of monkeys over politics in, in 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 the united states um notice there's a picture of dick cheney with the the little monkey who's really in charge next to him is that a monkey
2: <laughs> no that's carl rove
4: and we and we pull shit
0: that i got gotcha, you man i thought that was a
4: monkey man i'm sorry yeah i guess you're right and here at mondays man you'll be pleased to know that we don't pull any punches man on this page we also expose the monkey lovers you've got chuck norris known monkey lover bj another monkey lover
5: <laughs> and his best friend bear
4: and billy joel big time monkey lover <laughs> by the way, I was not fooled by that monkey with BJ trying to call himself a bear. Yeah. That's the right. same
2: martial arts instructor with Billy Joel and Chuck Norris, is it not? That's
4: the yes, same guy from that training is. video. Yeah. Whoa. Coincidence? Mm. You be the judge.
2: Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Adventures of the Anti-Monkey Brigade. Well, if you thought that was dumb, just listen to this. There's some people making the news that are dumber than me. They're dumber than you. They're dumber than Mark, that's for sure. He's going to tell you all about them to make you feel better about yourself.
4: That's right, Carl. I've got two stories for you and then a palate cleanser at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Little sorbet, dumb. perhaps. Story number one. Dude, where's my pot? Early <laughs> morning of last week, three men barged into 17-year-old Stephen K- Knight's. I almost said Stephen King. That would be incorrect. 17-year-old <laughs> Stephen Knight's apartment brandishing weapons and demanding where's the weed (laughs) and no my friends these were not ambitious gardening enthusiasts (laughs) these were bad guys and they were looking for a different kind of plant 13 hours later mr knight's girlfriend stopped by and discovered mr knight bound with a belt and hogtied with a strand of christmas lights Oh, oh. oh nice. Wow. Plugged in. <laughs> That's stiff. According to Mr. Knight, the three men forced their way into his apartment by pointing a gun to his head. The bad guy's made off with his 42-inch plasma screen television, his cell phone, his wallet, and uh, one other little thing that we'll get into in a minute from now. Okay. After being freed by his girlfriend, Mr. Knight immediately contacted authorities to report the theft of his TV, cell phone, wallet, and, uh, that other thing. Soon, police officers arrived at Mr. Knight's apartment to investigate the crime. And now might be a good time to reveal the identity of that fourth stolen item. Uh, Carl, this is what's known in the business as a dramatic pause. (laughs) (laughs) The thieves got away with a TV, cell phone, wallet, and, quote, $30 in primo grade pot, unquote, (laughs) according to Mr. Knight. (laughs) Now, pot, as you may or may not know, is also referred to as marijuana, and it's a controlled substance, kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and in case you're wondering, yes, Mr. Knight did in fact mention to the cops, both on the phone and again in person, that those bad guys stole his pot. <laughs> According to the San Antonio police, Mr. Knight reportedly or reportedly asked, how the hell am I supposed to get high now?
0: Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's when investigators concluded it would be prudent to search Mr. Knight's apartment a little more thoroughly for clues. And imagine everyone's surprise when the cops found two marijuana plants growing under heat lamps and a tablet of ecstasy back behind a sofa cushion. A discovery which reportedly prompted Mr. Knight to blurt out, oh, that's where that went. (laughs) 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 Investigators also noticed a safe in the room and they asked Mr. Knight to open it. Mr. Knight was happy to oblige, paving the way for police to discover 82 grams of harvested marijuana. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Knight was promptly arrested and held in jail pending a $7,000 bail bond yeah. So, Mr. Knight, let me just run through that tabulations here and see if I have this right Number one, uh, keeping Christmas lights accessible in July <laughs> now, now this alone does not necessarily make you dumber than me Freakier than me, yes, but dumber, not necessarily <laughs> Number two, telling the cops the bad guys stole your pot. (laughs) What are you thinking? Let's just say for the sake of argument that the cops did happen to find your pot. Are you really under the impression that the cops will bring it back to you? (laughs) Like, did you have your name on it or something? (laughs) Number three. How the hell am I supposed to get high now? Okay, dude, now that's a classic in Dumber Than Me history, and I'm afraid it seals the deal. I don't even need to review your, oh, that's where it went, statement. (laughs) (laughs) And so we may conclude that you, Mr. Knight, you cop-calling, pot-smoking, safe-cracking, weed-growing Christmas ornament that just fell off the stupid tree. (laughs) You, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. (laughs) and story number 2 if you're happy and you know it real freeman ransom the second i'm going to repeat his name real freeman ransom the second was a happy man Huh. And he liked to share his special brand of happiness with other members of his community. By the way, if there was ever a guy who was going to track me down after a story and kill me, it's this guy. Okay. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> I've said his name three times, or will be by the end of this thing. He's going to fucking kill me. So if I get dead, it's this guy who did it, man. <laughs> we'll play that recording for everybody. If I get dead. If so get it was dead. on a sunny Tuesday last month when this Texas man first visited the Trinity Bakery at around 3.30 p.m mister Ransom approached the lone female employee, allegedly stepped back from the counter, and then pulled up one side of his jogging shorts, revealing his concentrated happiness.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> because Yikes. that's what you do when you're happy, right? Huh.
5: If you're happy and you know it.
4: Pop a boner. <laughs> there you go. Unfortunately, the happiness did not spread, as the employee was quite shocked. Apparently that's not how you pay for food in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> So Mr. Ransom quickly apologized, ordered two empanadas, and left. But there must have been some magic in those empanadas, because Mr. Ransom just couldn't keep Mr. Happy to himself. (laughs) Mr. Ransom returned the next day and exposed himself again to the same woman, who then reported the two incidents to police. But all was not well in the land of empanadas. Oh no, quite the contrary. Mr. Ransom realized it would be best if he introduced other bakery employees to a special brand of appreciation. (laughs) So Mr. Ransom (laughs) reportedly encountered a different female employee during his third and fourth visits to the bakery. And yes, each time he let Mr. Happy out of the bag. (laughs) But all happy things must come to an end, and our story is no different. When Mr. Ransom returned to the store the fifth time, the employee was not alone. This time, a Rosenberg police detective happened to be there, and he was showing the woman a lineup of possible suspects. (laughs) (laughs) That's when the female employee, who spoke only Spanish, began gesturing wildly at Mr. Ransom. Although the detective was waiting for an interpreter at the time, he was able to understand that the woman was in fact identifying the suspect. The officer detained Mr. Ransom until an arrest warrant was issued. Ransom was then arrested and charged with indecent exposure. So, Mr. Real Freeman Ransom the <laughs> 2nd. Are you kidding me? You're the 2nd? So that means there's a first somewhere? <laughs> like What was your daddy thinking? Like, I would have just put an end to everyone's misery and just called you Jake, man. I would have called you Jake. (laughs) And I also would have taught you the basics of economics, because no, my friend, we don't pay for food by letting Mr. Happy out to take a walk. We use money. (laughs) So, Mr. Ransom, you empanada-eating, jogging shorts-pulling, (laughs) pud-revealer, you saw... I'm dumber than me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This just goes to show you, man, you spend too much time at strip clubs and you think that you just, you know, you get money by exposing yourself. So you figured, oh, you know, maybe she'll give me goods and services instead of cash. Confused, confused guy. Very sad. That's deep,
4: man. Anyway, <laughs> ransom's gonna kill me, man. He's gonna f-ing track me. He's now. gonna I get you. He's gonna get me for that. you think it's funny? Who's dumb now? Who's dumb now? I'm like, okay, uh, me. I'm the dumb one. Just put that put that empanada down, okay? And put your shorts back on. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and then finally the palette cleanser for you all. This is a, a a visual palette cleanser, but it's it almost needs no explanation. Uh go to shrankster.com slash <laughs> oh, seven one L. Seven one L
0: oh no.
4: Okay. And and you're gonna go to a guy who really likes paint. This is a mugshot. <laughs> This guy is also going to track me down and kill me, by the way. Oh, what is that? <laughs> oh, my
5: God. What? What?
4: No, here's the deal, man. The, you got What you got to get the full story on this, you really <laughs> should go to this next page. You get down the bottom, there's a little click to two. And you can see the police report on this guy, man. Uh, basically, uh, officers are called to the paint store because this guy tried to buy paint looking like this. He's got paint on his face and on his hands. <laughs>
3: and uh, gold fleck paint no yeah, less
4: yeah no kidding man this guy's like he'll take the gold man there's something about the gold medal uh, <laughs> anyway he was taken into custody uh what's the uh the police noted police officers observed the paint on face and hands constricted pupils and a slow response to questions <laughs> yeah yeah everybody knows man you're gonna talk to the cops you gotta go fast <laughs> and that's your palate cleanser for uh this week's episode of dumber than me very good, very good. Yeah.
2: Well, oh. it's the end of Dumber than Me. That can only mean one thing. It's time for Richard. The Toy Boy. Pass up from plane to Sonic so, how have our uh, minions been treating us in terms of uh, weird and wacky toys?
3: Well, week? it's it's been a little slow, but you know, I had a lot of carryover from uh, our delay. So I've been sort of sorting through some things. And, you know, I'm mostly loaded down with bad toys this week. So I figured I better start with a good one. I better start with something good. And, uh, and I'm glad to see the pre-tech guys have finally got their act together. Shrinkster.com slash 71Q is in Quebec. Take you to the pre-tech site. Now, if you haven't heard about the pre-tech guys before, these guys make uh, compact flash and other storage media. Oh. And uh, what drove me to their site in the first place is they're now making 133 times SD cards.
1: Wow. That's... Which is,
3: you know, 20 wow. megabytes a second. Like we're talking a hard drive transfer speed in, in compact flash or SD formats. And they've got up to four gigabytes, which is pretty cool. That's I mean, sad. all over that. But it gets, it's better than that because PreTech, of course, is the guys who make all kinds of good stuff. If you go down to, uh, now where is that link? The shop online link at the top there. These are also the guys that make the iDisk, which is the teeny little RAM drive. I got one of these about a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ago. I, I had The one this. gigabyte RAM disk keys that I called the gig you can fit up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Because, you know, you can.
2: So last and, I knew, Richard, you couldn't get these in the States. Can you get nope, them now? No,
3: these guys, yeah, you can order them in. Cool. But if you really want to have some fun, look at the bottom right-hand corner there. The Cheetah eighty times compact flash. Click on that and take a look at the new Cheetah cards they've got. Twelve gigabytes, twelve gigabyte eighty time compact flash. A mere ten thousand dollars. Oh come on! Whoa. And oddly enough, back ordered.
1: Wow. Now, you see, I was going to say that that's that SD card. Is big enough to install an OS on and fast enough to run it comfortably. But I mean, hey, if you can get a 12 gig compact flash, pfft. you can almost
2: install XP. Yeah. Okay, now wait a second. The four gig, six hundred bucks. Right. The 12 gig, tw- ten thousand bucks. Ten thousand bucks. That's you should just
1: right. get a raid array of these things. <laughs> yeah. You
4: know, thank God they really priced it nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine and ninety nine cents. Yeah, yeah, that
1: penny makes all the difference
2: in the world. <laughs> Karen's laying with her head on the table going, What the <laughs> f are these Make guys talking about?
5: No more. No more. I don't want to fit any of them up my nose.
3: Good stuff, Richard. What's next? Are you ready to to go the other way? What's the toy I swear I'd never do again? USB food keys. <laughs> never again. Uh oh. And it was those solid alliance guys too. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. We remember. Shrinkster.com
3: slash 71R is in Romeo. And all I can say is, I lied. <laughs> oh, no. It's the USB plate of spaghetti. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Look, they've even plugged the temporary USB key into it.
1: This is astounding.
6: It's a plate of spaghetti with a USB cable coming out
0: of it.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. What
5: is wrong would with this, these people? Would this make more sense <laughs> if I knew what was going on? Only a little. Not
3: much. <laughs>
0: Only
5: a little.
3: <laughs> not much No, more. it'll never make sense. It's just wrong.
2: <laughs> do, do these <laughs> things
4: do anything at all?
2: They're USB keys. So it'll store files and stuff.
1: Yeah,
4: you can keep your file in your spaghetti. Great. Oh, thank God. There you go. Oh, so there's RAM in it. <laughs> thank <laughs> God they do something, man. I thought they were just extension cords.
2: <laughs> hey, where did I put my iPod? Uh, music. Wait a second. Oh, it's in my plate of spaghetti. Let me right. transfer it to my iPod. Wait, wait, wait. No, I,
1: I thought it was in the spaghetti, but I actually left it in the tempura shrimp. Yes. <laughs> Entertaining uh.
5: and tasty.
2: It must be Duran Duran in the spaghetti. Or is it in the shrimp? I'm not oh, sure. Uh,
5: I love Duran Duran.
2: That's why I said it, honey.
5: Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know I'm what, Richard?
1: I'm thinking we need more Hello Kitty USB toys. No! Oh, no you want no! something worse? No!
5: What about chess?
1: Remember, you said it.
3: I'll give you something worse. Don't ever tempt me, man. <laughs> Shrinkster.com slash 71 Sierra. Don't ever tempt me. 71 S. I'll give you worse. From girlstuff.co.uk. Oh, my God. The monkey nail dryer. Whoa. Oh, my God. I have
5: that. I <laughs> don't I'm totally Don't tell me serious. I can't
3: do worse.
5: No. I have that as a kitty cat. I swear to God. <laughs> I really do. I'll bring it in.
1: Yeah, but
4: kitty cats aren't trying to take over the world.
5: That's true, but they are the trying to dry my nails. A commission.
4: This is just another desperate attempt on the part of monkeys to try and look cute, man.
0: <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't approve of
4: this at all. Let's move on. I don't approve of this at all. toy, Richard. <laughs> all prob-
3: right, <laughs> I'm going to take you to someplace a little deep. Uh-oh. Shrinkster.com slash 71 T is in tango.
1: Ooh, the The Forgotten
3: Technology. The guy is W.T. Waddington.
2: Cinderblock Technology.
3: And you see him standing there with this block of concrete. Hmm. Click on that.
1: Okay, clicking on the
3: concrete. This It'll take you to a page that shows you a video. The block of concrete he's standing in front of is nearly 22,000 pounds. 11 tons. And what he's demonstrating is that he can rotate it and move it By himself. Not that he's that strong, that he's actually figured out how to use levers properly. Wow. And so he's demonstrating all these techniques that they would have used to build pyramids. He's moving it by himself. Wow.
4: Yeah, but he's not rolling it up a hill, man. Wow. No, but if you (laughs) actually go and take a look at
3: some of the other pages he's done, he's taken an entire barn and moved it with two
5: people. Wow. Wow, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool.
3: So It's he... amazing. It's a, it's well worth the look. Take a wander through this site. There's a lot of stuff here, and it's about techniques around manipulating large, heavy objects using levers.
4: That's This cool. is like Physics Man. Neat. It's Physics Man. It's Physics Man's Man. It's if imaginary... you look at the
3: guy, he's a great big guy. He's a carpenter. Physics huh. Man
4: was one of my imaginary friends when I was a kid, and he could like do anything. This may also be a reason why I didn't get girls, but <laughs> <laughs> but he could like throw, he could throw something and it would like bounce just the right way and land in the right, just the right spot because he was physics man.
1: I really love
2: this video. I'm
5: What's
4: like What's that mesmerized? squeaking noise over
1: there,
2: man? That
4: That's
5: is the incredible. video.
2: We're watching the video. Oh, okay.
3: Watching the video of him rotate this, this 11 ton block.
5: Speaking of which, of being a um, physics man, I- I'm listening to a conversation between my seven-year-old son and his seven-year-old friend and my seven-year-old son goes, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And his friend goes, I want to be a um, police officer. And my son goes, oh, I want to be a superhero. And his friend goes, oh, I didn't know that was bad. I didn't know that was on the table. Like he totally felt cheated. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a superhero too. It was I want to be a superhero too. Nobody said anything about that being a possibility. <laughs> this cracked me up. Anyway, go on.
4: That's funny.
3: Going back to the ridiculous and slightly disturbing. because
1: yeah, being a superhero isn't.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> Shrinkster.com slash 71U as in uniform. This uh-huh. is a blog. And I don't normally point at blogs, the but the photo hell? says I so love much.
5: this. This is crazy. Oh, my crazy. God. You so, so much. I saw this. This is crazy. I'm trying
3: to decide if this is liposuction doll.
5: No, you add things. It's flat. But it's
3: actually the kids squirting water in it so they can make their dolls obese. Huh?
5: Or just, like, have a big ass or something. Or there big you ankles. Hey. it can-
2: that's like the guy from last week, right? That's it. The saline guy.
3: It's yes. The Only saline doll. doll. manipulated by a five-year-old with pink boots.
2: That's insane. I fear it, for our future.
5: I, there you go. I didn't... Richard, do you get why they're trying to do it? Is it to make the kids feel better about being obese?
2: Trying to
3: enlighten them about obesity, I guess. I guess because to let them know that no,
4: if they got their hands on a giant fucking syringe, they could solve all their problems. There
3: you no,
5: go. That's what I was figuring them. it
3: was liposuction toys
5: the path to obesity is clearly through a needle these full these kids of saline. these
2: kids are screwed
4: I mean they yeah. really are I mean how <laughs> how how are these kids gonna grow up to be able to f- and kill monkeys with this kind of a childhood <laughs> I, don't know, I, mean, <laughs> I mean how can parents even even face themselves in the mirror in the morning raising their kids like this
1: I don't know I got to play with a syringe when I was young and I turned out just fine
4: just fine oh okay. yeah
3: absolutely. Fine. next toy Shrinkster.com slash 71V, as in Victor. And I only choose this toy because I always wanted to say it. Nanofluidic transistor.
0: Sounds like something from Star Trek, doesn't it? Hey,
3: I want a nanofluidic transistor. This is the Fizzorg site, which is always good for interesting technology. And the bottom line is these guys have cooked up a transistor that operates on fluids. But it's at nano scale, so it'll be incredibly small. So the picture you're looking at there is much enlarged. But I love the name, nanofluidic transistor.
4: What's really amazing is they got the font that small when they printed it before they enlarged everything.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: this is like, doesn't Smekel have a patent on this thing, Carl? I think so, yeah, yeah. I think he fluidic. does.
5: I think it's Fluidic that really sells it.
3: fluidics.
5: Nanofluidic
3: transistor. Want to come up to my place? I've got some nanofluidics. Nano Guys are all about fluids. Yeah, just
1: remembering but, that nano means really, really small. That's maybe not fluidic. what you want to use as a pickup line. <laughs> that's
3: right. Yeah, go with microfluidics. Or at least yeah, that's, that's a
4: better. lot bigger than nano. It mega, is, actually. Megafluidic transistor. That would, be,
2: that would be the ultimate, right?
3: All right. I got a couple of DIY sites that I got to show you oh, guys. Sweet. I've been holding them in reserve for a while. And finally, when I got them side by side, I said, these things make sense now. This is sort of the red na- redneck technology toy section. So I'll start with 71W, shrinkster.com slash 71whiskey. What is it? It's a pool heater using a barbecue grill. What the hell? Huh? Nice. So this guy has taken a bunch of copper pipe, wow. made it into a heat exchanger that he put on his grill to heat his pool. It's
1: the exact opposite of a water cooling rig. Yeah, this is the opposite.
4: At first when I saw this, Richard, I thought you were going to say, and then he puts the grill in his pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close.
1: Wow. this is Isn't that cool? This is really clever. That is pretty cool, yeah. Uh, that it's... may be
4: cost efficient too, too, especially if we got a couple burgers on there.
5: Except, he does yeah. have a
4: one a picture of the burgers on.
5: They're going to be hot though. It, if you stepped on that copper Isn't the copper yeah. thing just lying towards the pool? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to
2: touch that. That doesn't really no, look Yeah, that that would be warm. Look and he's got his little kids, yeah, you know, playing smart. next yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just
5: just don't touch the copper pipes. <laughs> Yeah,
4: yeah stay away from the copper pipe
5: hopefully you're the superhero that <laughs> doesn't get burned this is great he says
4: just for fun this weekend i heated the pool to 92 degrees fahrenheit so we could have a pool party at night it works great <laughs> wow
3: yeah 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 are you ready for a, a related cool. story another tour de force of redneck toydom yeah Shrinkster.com slash 71X as an x ray.
1: Okay. We'll
3: take you to the site of the original V8 snow blower. Woo. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That 351 <laughs> Cleveland strapped to blades. All
1: all right. It's got straight pipe exhaust.
3: Straight Ooh. pipe exhaust. Because what are you going to do? It's an engine.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, wow. I bet
3: you that that drum goes around in a big
1: hurry. That's insane.
2: So not only does it shovel like 90 gallons of snow per second, but it'll (laughs) also do about 90 on the highway, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right.
3: I got a couple more good ones for you. All right. I'm ready. Come on. First off in the automobile category, for no particular reason at all, shrinkster.com slash 71. Y is in Yankee? Why we'll take you to mm. why we'll take you to a 12 volt accessory. So something you can plug into your cigarette lighter. OK, it's a pizza oven. Yeah, that, that's a
1: bad idea. It's <laughs> a definite.
3: There you go. Idea. You want to bake pizza in your car. Just plug it right on
2: in. What a uh, moron. See,
1: if I want to do that, I just use my power inverter. I just
2: pull over and get a fucking pizza.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it's like an easy bake. I love yeah. the, the
1: different approaches we have. Like, I would use the power inverter, Carl would buy the pizza, and, and Richard finds the 12. Yeah, I, I think your toy to just 11. flopped,
4: Richard, man. You better recover. All right, you so ready for the recovery? <laughs>
1: yeah. Shrinkster.com,
3: I'm closing out with this one. 71Z is in Zulu. You're
1: finishing up the 71s.
3: Finishing off the seventy one. Oh, I
4: saw oh, this, man. Nice.
3: With the office gun, officeguns.com site and their maximum weapon, the super mall. I saw this. What this is heck? deadly. Disturbing.
5: You can. This kill is somebody serious
3: with this. business. This is taking. I call them bull clips. Holy crap! Right? These guys call them mollies, but they're the black clamps for grabbing onto paper. And they take them apart and assemble them into a weapon. You can kill somebody with this thing. Right, it's this in- thing hurts. Scroll down to the bottom. The guy put a laser sight on it for crying out loud.
4: <laughs> that's that's And then he nice.
3: shot pencils
4: through a pop can. Gun, gun control <laughs> you guys are doesn't like criminals. Do you any good. Of, they, they're out of jail. They're in the office environment now. They're like, hey, I don't have to make a shiv out of like some old Comet <laughs> bottle, plastic bottle. I got fucking <laughs> weapons all over the place. <laughs>
5: they're like, imagine what we could do with the stapler.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
3: Our world is not a safe place anymore. Nope. But, you know, if you need a weapon against the monkeys, all you got to do is hit your office depot. Well, I'm
2: thinking even a monkey could make one of these. This is <laughs> So sick.
1: I want to see slow motion video of this thing. Officeguns.com. Wow. Oh, man. I like that there's... There are this this is like a, a real indicator of what it's like to live in the, in the world of, of, you know, like cubicles. You have to listen Cubicle to Mondays land. and learn about how to make weapons. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that about does it for another stupid episode of this crappy show. If you're like me, you're going to, I don't know, listen to it over and over again. Or not. I don't know, but thanks to everybody who was here. I know it's a little bit late. Karen Greenwald, thank you. Mark, Richard, Jeff. Hey, everybody out there, have a good week.
1: And don't kill each other.
2: Yeah.